1: We're on a Pokemon podcast we obviously love
0: no I hate it I'm just here every week to just shoot everybody's to kill everybody's hype you know and now coming to you live from atop the lavender town radio tower it's the one the only pucko podcast Puck-o. Puck-o. It's Pucko, It's Paco! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Puck-o.
1: Puck-o. grab your friends, it's that time! time again. again! Listen to the shit with the phone and the friends! It's Paco! Paco! Oh yeah! Puck-o.
0: And welcome to the 357th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I didn't check beforehand. Uh, I am your host Drainer Thatch here today with the man from Florida himself, Gator. Um,
2: Hey, what's up, everybody?
0: No hurricanes there. And then, of course, we also have the illustrious man from the West Coast, also known as the Best Coast, Basket.
1: What's up, Puckle Peeps?
0: Sometimes referred affectionately as Bucket.
2: (laughs) No, Bucket's his evil twin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That should be a thing. Uh, But welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League a show where we talk everything from the video game to the trading card game to uh, pixel craft or pixel mons. That's what it is. Pixel mons, the Minecraft mod that got shut down because Pokemon quest was coming out. So fun fact, I don't know. I, I, Gator, I know you pay more attention to like the Japanese, like stock of Pokemon center than I do or not than I, than I do, but I just more than the normal average bear. <laughs> um, But uh, I don't know if you saw this, but they have Pokemon quest plushes. Oh my and, God. And so like, you can get like little cube, cube shaped Pikachu.
2: I feel like that's always been a thing though. They're just now branding it. I
0: do know. It looks legit. Like from the, like the one in Pokemon <laughs> quest. It's, it's I uh, I don't know that I would buy it, but it's cool to know that that exists.
2: The only one I care about is like the Weedle and the, the, um, come on brain, do it this morning. Caterpie. All right. <laughs> Cause there's just little weird little boxes of, That's true. They're supposed to be this long and like wiggly Pokemon. They're just stupid looking boxes with their dumb squish faces, and I love them. I'm super excited. I think like the shinies on the game are really good too.
0: I'm really excited for the Pokemon Center launching their 151 line in I think it's November. They already released 30 of the original 151 in plushes. But oh you can gosh. they're gonna be doing all 151, and I think those come out sometime in November, which is getting scary scary close. I I'm really bad at judging what time of year it is now that I've graduated. And I like woke up this morning and it's like 57 degrees outside. And I'm just like, whoa, I guess it's fall now. And I looked at the date. I'm like, wow, I guess it's almost October. And that means a lot of things. One, let's go Which is super close. Denver. Yeah. Let's go yeah. is super close now. And on top of that um pumpkin spice is here i i forgot that pumpkin spice was a thing and my wife was like yeah i bought it like 3 days ago and i'm just like oh i didn't realize this <laughs> and it's nuts it's nuts oh
2: well i've already got my pre-order in for let's go Eevee you know i'm on Teen ev for this one so i'm, uh,
0: I'm, I'm on whichever one i th- so <laughs> me and my wife every release we get we swap back and forth who gets to decide which who gets first pick you know of uh, which one they want it doesn't matter anyway because when it's like a real uh, i I shouldn't say real because I know some people are getting really upset if we call let's go pikachu let's go eevee not a real pokemon game but let's be honest it's not like it, it's not it's it's a non-traditional it's pokemon core. game What's it's when it's yeah. not core oh joe merrick actually got on jushiro's case about this uh the other day no joke, like on Twitter, because, uh, one of our community members was replying to Joe Merrick on Twitter. And then Jushiro was just like, yeah, but it's not a core game. And then Joe Merrick's like, core is a synonym for mainline. It's probably a translation issue, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, okay, so let's make our own terms up for this. We have, we have two different types of mainline games now. We have a traditional mainline game and a non-traditional mainline game in the let's go. So, I mean, there is a difference. You can't just say that these two things are equivalent. And that's
2: people is why you're listening to Puckle Podcast, because where else can you have these discussions? Not with your friends and family, that's for sure. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> this is just incredibly pedantic at this point. It's just like, we know that these, yes, they claim that they're mainline. They also said that the DS, when the original DS launched, was going to be a third pillar to the Nintendo empire um, <laughs> to co- compliment the Game Boy. <laughs> Like, they say a lot of things. <laughs> they can make a video about that. Like, uh, what is it If they have the bleep the uh, video game developers say or something like that? You can make an entire thing about that, mostly Listen, on Nintendo. The,
2: the Nintendo company as a whole has never been quite clear on timelines and how games are supposed to flow. They kind of just give a direction to their – yeah. Like, Companies and just let them run with it. You know anybody that's a fan of Final Fantasy or Pokemon or Legend of Zelda or Fire Emblem, they kind of they kind of just do what's what's convenient at the time. So we're we're used to that and we expect that. But I think there just has to be some sort of naming convention when it comes to stuff because you have to be able to delineate delineate between what is going to be the game that gets played at worlds versus what is the game that gets played while you're uh, exactly. waiting for your um, U2 rate to spawn, you know?
1: Exactly. And I'd 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 like to say two uh, things really quick about that. Um, One, there have been people who have gotten upset and stuff about, like, our comments on Let's Go and other games uh, that are, like, offshoots of the franchise. Like, they're still Pokemon games, but they're not, you know, the core series or whatever. And even sometimes when we make fun of, like, instances in the core series games, like, we're on a Pokemon podcast. We obviously love...
0: No, I hate it. I'm just here every week to just shoot everybody's to kill everybody's hype, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so if, like so when we, we when we drag on it, it's out of it's out of like love and like maybe like a little being like upset that, oh well, it could have been this, and so it's sort of upsetting that it's not. And um uh yeah, what so I mean saying
2: is we're basically like your parents, you know? We're, we we you have a lot of potential and you're just not living up to it. We still love you. <laughs> yeah, we still love you. We still love you, Pokemon.
1: I just <laughs> and you know what? Like even when we complain about the games, like we still buy them, we still play them, we still oh, yeah. enjoy them. We're just slightly perturbed that you know there's or- no wild encounters.
0: well I'm not even upset about let's go Pikachu let's go Eevee like I I'm more than anything just happy that we're getting a game this year I did not expect us to get a game this year whatsoever I expected us to have to wait until 2019 to get Pokemon Pokemon which we do I mean to an extent like to get the game that most of our fan base would actually want to play it's not until 2019 Mm -hmm. and I I I think Let's Go, they saw a really good opportunity. One, Nintendo was pushing them to get something on the Switch that was real Pokemon. I mean, let's put real in quotes. And Uh they wanted to get some kind of real Pokemon experience onto the Switch. So not something like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, but a real Pokemon experience. And they did so in such a way, it's just so beautifully crafted from a business standpoint. Because they're just like, you know what? We have all of these Go players. Let's try to capitalize on them on a system that we think will actually sell. And yeah. they are I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we just see a huge <clears throat> boost in Switch sales. I mean, we will. Because not only are we getting Pokemon around the holidays, but we're also getting Smash Brothers at the same time. Well, close to the same time, a yeah. couple of weeks later. <clears throat> and i we're going to just see the Switch blow through some sales numbers, which will be cool. To see, I mean, the Switch is going to cement itself as probably one of the best selling consoles, um, inevitably, because we're only in its second year, and I'm not sure what those figures are now, but I think it's over 20 some million units already. Not to mention, it's going to yeah. be like the 3DS, where I'm um, it's getting to the point. I saw that, I saw that Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee Switch that we talked about last week, and yeah, I, it's getting to the point where, like, if they come out with a really cool limited edition console. I'm gonna have to buy a second Switch, <laughs> <laughs> like just like how I have something like four 3DSs. I'm gonna end up with multiple Switches. I mean, the 3DS did really well too. It's over, I think it's it's over fifty some million co- units sold as well. So the whole thing is really great. Uh But yeah, the the big thing is, I know I know people get upset with what we say, and I I want to make sure that people are clear that. I mean, I'm still going to play this game. I'm like, as soon, I'm going to go to the midnight launch for Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, and then I'm probably going to come home and stream it for a couple hours. And I, I want, I want people to realize that that's the kind of stuff that we're going to do. I, I still really, I, I, I'm, I'm not upset at the game. I'm, uh, I. I I'm worried like slightly probably 5% of me feels like, okay, I hope these games don't do like phenomenally well to the point that game freak starts focusing on something like the let's go franchise and turns it away from the traditional Pokemon experience.
1: Yeah. I don't think we need to worry about that.
0: I, I don't think so, but like there's a small <laughs> part of me that worries about it only because Joe Merrick's worried about it. I don't know why I listen to Joe Merrick, but <laughs> I, he's worried about that. He's very concerned. I don't think there's a reason to be, m- mostly. But when Joe Merrick's upset about something, uh, it, I take some credence with that. And I probably shouldn't, because I feel like, to some extent, I'm on par with him in terms of understanding the patterns and the news cycle. Um, mm-hmm. He's better at the Japanese stuff than I am, granted. But I d- I'm not super worried.
2: Um, where's your long-running piece of Pokemon content Thatch? Okay. <laughs> He has <laughs> been running a website for several years now. Okay. Yeah, several. So, yeah, I've never,
0: I've never made any Pokemon content before, especially on a long term, <laughs> like he has.
1: Yeah, um, this is Puckle episode one.
0: Yeah, Puckle episode. I think this, this is two. We did a show last week. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like oh, to an uh, extent also, I'm good at that, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say also,
1: in the um, the Pokemon Let's Go thing. Um, <laughs> So I um I don't think it's a secret on the podcast but Pikachu is not my favorite. I think they make him too like sickeningly cute a lot of times and it just bothers <laughs> me. Um but I saw like <laughs> I saw the move Floaty Fall. <laughs> him, which is a new flying type attack. <laughs> and like I don't know what's going on but he gets balloons and like <laughs> I'm just imagining that he like, because I haven't seen any actual video of it. I'm imagining yeah. these balloons appear and they just lift him up off the ground. And he's kind of floating there, and then he just falls, and, like hits yeah. him. And I would love that. And that is absolutely like too sickening, uh, sickeningly adorable for me to like uh, not smile. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it just seems so ridiculous.
0: It's it's silly. I am a big fan. Uh, I I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what this game does. I'm really excited to see what it allows them to do in 2019. That's what I'm mostly excited for. I, I mean, we're not gonna be able to comment on that until I think at the earliest probably March. I don't think we'll be able to comment too much on like what what is happening with this new game. We'll probably get some mini trailer for, you know, Pokemon one and zero or some nonsensical cool name. Um, but I I am looking forward to that. And I, I would ask you guys what you've been up to, but I think this was much better. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to cut it right there and we're going to shift it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic Music. <laughs>
1: This just in.
0: And on to the news. We have a significant amount to go through. Some big stuff today. So, um, mostly around Go, but there's also a few other smaller things. So, first of all, we had more information about Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee announced earlier this week. <clears throat> uh, they showcased a few things, a couple new moves, one of them being the floaty fall that basket uh, mentioned earlier but also the bigger thing they talked about was the details about catching legendary pokemon we saw that you actually do battle them in one of the trailers and you do battle them you have to defeat them to get the chance to capture them and i believe there's actually a time limit on that as well Uh, you Uh. can also transfer your pokemon from pokemon go as we already knew and this is instead of the safari zone they're putting this in in future city you have pokemon go park and you can it's 20 parks, which can house 50 Pokemon a piece. So that's a bajillion Pokemon this should be noted that this is a one way process. You can also use multiple Go accounts for one account of Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. So it's not bound to an account, which I wouldn't believe it would be. And if you transfer 25 of the same species of Pokemon, you can play a mini game in its play yard, which will involve leading all of the Pokemon to the goal within a time limit. If the player beats the mini game, they'll be rewarded with various candy, which can be used to power up the Pokemon. That's what they're using, I think, for EVs in this game. Uh, though EVs and IVs, I don't think are going to be that important. I'm, I'm more disappointed because I, I think Gator, you also share the sentiment with me. I I get really frustrated with like the Pokemon Go quote unquote meta that happens. It's literally just the type chart. Like that's the meta in Pokemon Go.
2: Well, no, the meta in Pokemon Go is who's got the most HP. Yep. And then what beats those Pokemon? So basically, unless you're a Tyranitar um, or a Blissey, you're not relevant unless you're Gen 1.
0: Yeah. I mean, people take it way more seriously, though, than I think. It's it's a much simpler metagame than something like competitive Pokemon. Well, there's just no way to balance.
2: There's just there's zero
1: way to balance it. Well, so the the, the metagame is, is a little bit more complicated than that. Um, so basically, um, it changes drastically. Um, depending on um, who the raid bosses are. Um, Because a lot of less viable Pokemon become extremely viable depending on the raid bosses. So, like, for instance, um, you can get away uh, with using uh, um, uh, Starmie against uh, Tyranitar as, well as long as it doesn't have the the specific move sets where it's um, dark and you can, you can find that out on your first go through. Yeah. Um, like let's say that, uh, you know, you're going against a raid boss and
0: well, it actually actually tells you when you jump in there, your recommended party actually gives you.
2: That's terrible. Don't listen to no, that. No no, 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 But it does give you an
0: indication of like the moves it has,
2: but okay. Yeah. Let, let's great. Let's grant you that though. Still, even then, the majority of time, it doesn't matter what the raid boss is going to be. You should be using your Mewtwo, or you should yes. be using your Rayquaza, or you should be using your Kyogre or Groudon. Like
1: but that's correct, that, but that's the same that's- thing in 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 the regular video game as well. Like when you're doing VGC or you're doing um uh, a team no, of six, you know, that's like, not true. It's well, it, it's close to true because there's always those staple Pokemon that are there. Like you can in in Pokemon Go, there's a lot of viable Pokemon that people typically don't use because yes, they're not the best, but they will still serve that purpose and they will still get you, uh, you'll still be able to take over that grade. Like it's not, um, it's not so like extremely linear as it might seem like a lot of the time because you end up switching um, who's in your party a lot. Like, yes, yeah. there, there are, there are a lot of Pokemon that it's like, okay, if you're going up against a water type, You want a team of six of this one. It's like, yes, that is the optimal way. But if you don't have that one, you're still able to get through it and beat it without having those Pokemon.
2: Yeah, but you could say that, though. uh, You know, you have enough level 40 players. They could take on a Machamp raid with Pidgeys. Like, so you can kind of make that argument for anything. But, like, your optimal choices are always still going to be the same, like, optimal ones. There's just not a lot of growth for balance there, you know?
1: Yeah, but like when you were talking about Mewtwo and stuff like that, I was thinking of uh, Landorus and VGC and you know stuff like that where it's like those things are there. Yes, there are options, uh, but you know everybody uses Landorus just like everybody uses Mewtwo and Go. Like it's it's the most optimal uh, thing, so I don't see much of a difference there. But I like it does definitely have its own meta and it is limiting, just like um, when you're doing anything else competitive.
2: Yeah, but I think the Stalist version of this, though, is the gym meta. Um, yes. I, I, would, yeah. I would argue that, that that takes up the majority of people's time and what they're dealing with when we consider the meta in Pokemon Go. And every gym is going to have a Blissey. Every gym is going to have a Chansey, usually a Slay King. Um, and then they'll have some sort of combination of their shiny Tyranitar that they picked up off of Community Day and a Gyarados. <laughs> and, like, that's it's pretty You're consistent right. with what you see. It's really boring
0: you're you're absolutely right yeah i think i i agree with that i i don't i don't think it's as great as other metas but regardless i I don't want to get too deep into like pokemon go and have an entire conversation about whether or not it's a it's a good meta (laughs) right you're right no
1: (laughs) no it's fine
0: (laughs) it's fine i'm sure somebody enjoyed like me getting like butt slammed so i'm okay with that (laughs) I mean, I'll I'll admit defeat because I I honestly the way I play Pokemon Go and I guess I'm like I'm somewhere in between like casual and non-casual with Pokemon Go, and I just kind of go in there and I go yeah this will work and then I just go play right I'm not I'm not yeah. sitting there trying to optimize DPS um which I know some people do I I do have like I do pay attention to IVs but I'm not the kind of guy that's just like I need a, I need a 100% IV Pokemon. To do this and this and this and I I don't care I mean as long as it's good enough I roll with it and most of the time that's fine um in my opinion and I mean I don't have too many problems enjoying Pokemon Go I mean at the end of the day it's all about just having fun right yeah yeah uh, no it's
2: catching them all Thatch. we gotta catch, catch them all
0: I'm working on it
2: we, we gotta catch them all
1: and then we gotta catch them all again three hundred more times that's, yeah that's, that's, get, that's Pokemon Go get all of the candy and then...
0: <laughs> I'm gonna be completing the Pokedex probably once every two years until the I die. It's fine. <laughs> um, it, it's fine. But either way, still back- haven't
2: hatched a Kangaskhan. By the way, uh, my, <clears> wife, throat> just, throat> my throat> wife just my wife just hatched
0: smidges. one this morning. Ugh. But we <laughs> looking at uh, the rest of the Let's Go Pikachu EV news. Um, you can go um, a Pokemon won't be available unless you transfer them, and yeah, you just go battle legendary Pokemon, and then you catch them, and that's that's Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee for you.
1: Oh, okay, that actually makes, like, it's upsetting, but it actually makes a lot of sense that you can't catch them in there because I was wondering, like, mm-hmm. what the mechanic was going to be because there's, uh, I can't remember, okay, so, you know, like, Pikachu and a couple others are their regular base forms. Yeah. Um, and then they have an Alolan switch. So I was wondering how you were going to do that, like, if they were going to introduce a stone or if they were going to introduce, mm-hmm. you know, like, the Moss Rock, you know, equivalent or whatever. Um, I got that right. Right. The Moss yes, rocks. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was wondering if they were going to do some sort of equivalence, uh, to those to differentiate, differentiate, but, um, yeah, I guess they're, they're, they're just not going to do it. They're just going to be like, yeah, you want a them Pokemon? You got to move them over.
0: I am curious about how they'll handle that in like future games, but we'll see. I mean, it might just mm-hmm. be, Oh, you have to ha- you have to go buy sun and moon. Ha ha ha. And it's just like, I don't think they'll ever do that because they they like going back to Gen 5 discussion from last week, they hated not being able to catch every single Pokemon in an entire generation. And then they since fixed that. In Gen 6 you can catch everything and Gen 7 you can catch everything. I'm sure they'll make it possible <clears throat> in Gen 8 to somehow catch everything.
1: Yeah, and I think it would be cool, like a, an easy way for them to like uh go about it is like let's say, you know, if they were going to have it here in Let's Go uh Eevee and Pikachu, they could just do like, well, you know, Gravelers are in that first cave you go through, so your chance of getting a regular growl, uh, Graveler is, uh, or sorry, not Graveler, um, Geodude. Geodude. Uh, your chances of getting a regular Geodude are the normal chances, then you have like a 1% of getting like an Alolan, so it's like a rare find, so mm. it's cool if you find it sort of thing. Like, I feel like that would be an easy way to, um, you know, uh, increase the excitement for
0: Alolan Pokemon,
1: and then also uh, you know, not mess with the regular vanilla game, you know.
0: Okay, but we're going to move on from let's go uh, and just go to regular Pokemon Go. <laughs> um <laughs> Mewtwo is now a five-star raid boss. He's no longer an EX raid boss, but it turns out that Deoxys is going to be taking up the mantle of EX raid boss here in the near future. There's no information about <laughs> when that's going to start, but that's uh, apparently going to be happening in the next wave of EX raids. Um you can also they're going to start letting you invite friends to EX raids with you but you have to be ultra or best friends to do that um, oh, oh and wow that's
1: actually really
0: cool. that's actually really nice because something like because I'll go raid more often than my wife does and there mm-hmm. has been an instance where I've gotten an EX raid pass and she hasn't because I go and raid more often um, yeah. that would be nice though if like <laughs> I got one I could be like oh hey you should come and play with me and she'd be more than happy to or if she didn't raid you? or something
2: Okay. But have you been keeping up with the gifts with her though? Are you guys yeah. like good yeah. friends? Okay.
0: Yeah. No, 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 no. We're ultra friends because I just give her all my shiny Pokemon because I don't care. And, <laughs> and she cares like way too much about shiny Pokemon. So like yesterday she couldn't play in the Chikorita community day and I played in the Chikorita community day. So like I caught her stuff and I just traded it to her cause I'm just like, yeah, I don't care here. Have, have a shiny Chikorita.
1: It's uh, it's kind of funny. Um, When I was looking at the... uh, Because sometimes I'll... You know, when I'm in the bathroom taking a poop like I do, um, (laughs) I was uh, looking up what the projections on, like, what uh, Deoxys was supposed to kind of be like in Pokemon Go. And apparently, maybe something has changed, but apparently the only semi-viable one is the defense one, and that's just for a gym defender. Um, And uh, But even then, you have, like, enough... Dark types to just like knock its pants off.
0: Well, so you can't. You can't of... even put them in gyms. So that point is mute.
1: Oh, you can't? No, you can't oh, put uh... legend
0: legend like legendaries in gyms.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I've never, I've never tried before. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't know.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, it looks like it was leaked that Beldum is possibly the next Community Day, which would be October twenty first. For those of you at home. Uh, We don't know for sure yet. It hasn't been announced yet. I wouldn't be surprised if it spelled them. Uh, Also in Pokemon Go news, so much Pokemon. This is always the Pokemon Go segment, I swear to God. And (laughs) there's uh, a new Pokemon was found in the game code. And then all of a sudden, they just showed up everywhere yesterday during Community Day. Um, It looks like uh, I affectionately call him Nutty. And (laughs) it looks like somebody took a nut from like a bolt. And then smacked it on top of a silver Ditto, and he popped up in Pokemon Go, during and after Community Day yesterday, and he was uh, he would just, when he caught him he would just turn into a Ditto, and it it was really frustrating. It looks like he might be the new Pokemon that comes out with Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. That's what I'm going to assume, but I'm not all. I also part of me doesn't want to assume that he might be Steel Normal type. We don't know. Um, he. Um- it doesn't look like a real Pokemon. It looks like some sort of amalgamation of a Ditto thing. Um, I would argue with you, Justin. I'll let you go on, but uh, I would argue that it it probably doesn't look like a real Pokemon. But did the Zygarde cells look like a real Pokemon? That the, uh, there we go.
2: But they're not the, the real Pokemon. That you That's can't true. play with the Zygarde cells. But they're part
0: of it. I mean, it's like kind okay, you've
2: talked about this before. Pokemon has a, a specific design Mm. rules when it comes to a Pokemon. And Mm -hmm. I don't think Nutto having like the base body of a Ditto and then the nut on the head fits those design rules. It's way too sharp of lines.
0: Mm, I would I I choose to disagree. I mean if you look at Clink and Clang and Clink Clang and all that, I think it's about the same.
2: Uh, Yeah I I would I would disagree. But you know what it does look like on your radar, a freaking unknown. (laughs) Um, So if you're (laughs) like me and you go rushing out of the house because you think you're finally going to catch an unknown, you catch this stupid Pokemon um you get real mad. It's it sucks.
0: Yeah. They they had him pop up. Niantic said they did that on purpose. It wasn't a mistake. I wonder if it's just a way to build hype for Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. I don't know any, we don't know anything about him. We'll probably learn more when Let's Go comes out. And I uh, I don't know. Uh the one rumor I heard and I find very interesting and I and I'll end it there um was that um Ditto in the gold and silver beta was originally scheduled to have an evolution and he was to evolve by trading ditto while he's holding the metal coat so yeah yeah maybe who knows
1: if ditto evolved into this stupid thing i would be so upset
0: <laughs> <laughs> if ditto evolved i don't know how i'd handle that right like what's it gonna do that's different
2: it's like when your parents start a new job like it's like what you're doing the different thing this is weird
0: Yeah, I don't, like, I don't, Ditto's got a place. Also, imagine Ditto evolving and then Eviolite still being a thing, right? Would it get the Evi? well, I guess I wouldn't get the Eviolite boost when it transformed. But, I mean, there's a chance I could get the Eviolite boost when it transforms, who knows? Um, Eviolite also ruined future evolutions of Pokemon, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Um, (laughs) Eviolite ruined a lot of, so... That's uh, I mean, that's pretty much it in the news. There wasn't much else that I wanted to cover. Oh, I, I, I am mistaken. Um, anticipating the launch of the Lost Thunder TCG set, they are going to be giving out Zera Aura, I believe, on uh, at uh, GameStop probably. Um, it is going to be distributed October first through November fifteenth. Oh, this is in Japan. My apologies, uh, but they're going to be doing it here more than likely. Um, I I got really excited; I thought they announced it for GameStop already. But it's probably going to be once the shiny poipol ends at GameStop, you're going to get zero Aura. So take that for what you will. Uh, but I think that's it for the news. Puckle news, though. Uh, I want to make a shout out to the WWTC RUU uh, singles tournament, where you can win a copy of Ultra Sun if you win the whole thing. Um, you can go ahead and sign up for that on our Discord because we need more people to sign up we've got i think ozzy messaged me is like make sure you have you you talk about it on the show because if you don't it, people might not sign up you have until the end of the week i believe it is september 30th is the cutoff for that get in there have some fun these tournaments are always a blast um, we're also looking to start getting vgc scrimmages going on friday nights i believe coop's going to start running those i need to double check <clears> with him but if you want to do that also come to our discord server it's going to be a lot of fun Uh, Other than that, though, we will kick it on over to Puckles Pokey Quiz. And welcome to Puckles Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co host on their innate Pokemon knowledge and how much they know and stuff like that and all of their know-how and everything. I filter the questions from our, from our listeners because some of them get really scary specific and I feel are not appropriate for this show. But if you are... Uh, we have uh, Basket and Gator here today. They are going to be operating as a team if you are new to this segment. We... Have them compete against all the other co-hosts to as a race to 30 points because whoever wins it gets a $20 plush or because Baskets pedantic, uh, $20 <laughs> of credit towards stuff at PokemonCenter.com. <laughs> uh, and he can uh, go ahead and – I mean, I guess you can get that really cool Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee Nintendo Switch. Yeah, for $20 yeah. off, baby. $20 off. <laughs> I think it's already like $400, so – I know that, right? It's awful, but you can go ahead and get yourself uh, one of those. High, it is a race to 30 points, like I said. We are going to be asking them five questions today, in which they'll be answering together and ranking themselves up on the leaderboard. And so, five questions one point per question, one question will have a bonus point, and they have one hint that they can use as a lifeline. However, if they get all the questions correct without using that hint, they can get a possible total of seven points today. So if you guys are ready, I've got a bunch of questions to fire oh, at I'm you. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, what is the only non-generation seven Pokemon to have a shiny lock, meaning that you can't catch it in a shiny form legitimately?
2: So wait, wait, can you say the question again?
0: So in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon what is the only non generation 7 so generation 6 and below pokemon to have a shiny lock meaning that you can't catch it shiny so I want to say Zygarde I don't think you can get a shiny card, Zygarde
1: Can you get a um uh can you get a shiny Lando-T do you know
2: Um
1: I don't I don't shiny hunt so this is hard for me
2: I'm, I'm pretty sure that um it's Zygarde of all, all the ones that are that are huntable. Okay, let's let's go with
0: Zygarde. <clears throat> Zygarde is your final answer, and that yes. is correct. Zygarde cannot ooh, ooh. be obtained shiny. Uh, that's why it was such a big deal to be able to get the shiny Zygarde over the summer. By the way, Remani- reminding me of which I have the code sitting on my desk that I have yet to redeem, so I should do that sooner rather than later. Um, but yes, yeah, Jolly Guard, you cannot obtain Shiny legitimately in, uh, Pokemon so far, except through events. Just like they did the same thing with Xerneas and a last generation as well. And they do it with a lot of the legendaries in general. Like the Tapus, you can't get Shiny legitimately except for Co- Tapu Coco through the event. And even then, it's nature locked, so have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, the next question. We're talking about Gen 5 again, because all the Gen 5 love. In generation five, there were three dragon type Pokemon that were guaranteed to be shiny. One of them was a Haxorus that you can get from a special event. And there are two more. Um all I need is one of them. I'll accept one. You can if you give two though, you get you get uh you get thatch points, and those those count for literally nothing, but you can you can keep track of them yourselves.
1: I would say Hydragon.
0: These are guaranteed to be shiny. Guaranteed, by the way. Like these you are like gifted the shiny. Pokemon. Oh, okay. And they're and all three are dragon types. Uh, well, three of them and one of them I already gave there? you is Haxorus because like there's an area you can go to and there's a guaranteed shiny Haxorus in it in Generation Five. Um, this is specifically also in Black and White too. Uh... You get dragon type Pokemon shiny. Okay,
1: so what are what are the Gen Five dragon types? Right, so you have you have uh um uh the one I already said Hydreigon
2: then you have um, I didn't get dratini. Have... Is it dratini cuz you can get the shiny dragonite? Yeah. Let's 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 do that. I'm pretty sure um, so. if we only have to do one we're going to do dratini. Okay. Let's do that.
0: Dratini. dratini. is correct. Uh Dratini and Gibble. depending on whether you had black or uh... white black, black 2 or white 2 you got one or the other.
2: Yeah, I only played white two, so I didn't know you could get a (laughs) Gibble.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's not really a difference with Shiny Gibble anyway, so who cares? And Shiny Dratini is much different. But yeah, you could get a, you could get gifted either a Shiny Dratini or a Shiny Gibble. And then you could also catch that Shiny Haxorus, like I was mentioning. Lots of guaranteed Shinies.
1: I didn't want to use the hint because I was going to ask if if, if, uh, if, uh, it needed to be like if it was Gen 5 or if it was just that you could find them in Gen 5. So, because I was thinking that it might have been, um, Oh my gosh, Garchomp,
2: but.
0: Oh right. So uh moving on. These are all questions from Linnean, by the way. The next one is also is the last Linnean question, and then we'll move on.
2: Yeah, um, I hear Linnean. Go away. Go home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are uh, there are two monosteel type evolutionary families, uh, one of them being just registeel, the other one actually being an evolutionary line. What is it? Um, uh just
1: solo steel typing. Solo steel um, typing
0: throughout the entire throughout the entire evolutionary line. Uh, um, is it that the
1: would clinks? be that would be clink clang yeah the clinks right because they don't have any other typing and they're steel throughout right gator um,
0: I'm pretty sure
1: yeah I uh, I want to go with the clink clang line line
0: that uh, is correct yay I Cut you guys off while you were thinking it's fine uh but that <laughs> that gives you three points so far for today you're going you got, you almost got that perfect score clink clink line is the only one that legitimately just goes all the way steel. Who would have thought, right? I, I always thought there were more. I never realized that until recently, but I guess uh, the other ones that you could think of are like Maw Isle. Isle used to be pure steel, but now it got the fairy typing and type. stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. We probably got some redcon steel fairies because steel fairies like everywhere, man, I swear. Uh, yeah. But the next one is from the, Hey, real Geiger. Um, So he wants to know, this is um, uh, two points. So there are only three ghost po post, uh three ghost pokemon lines that can learn tackle by level up at level one um name name two of them there's three of them but uh you two will take two
1: okay tackle
0: uh-huh. tackle on a ghost type so how can you get tackle on a ghost type Pokemon that's literally it
1: i imagine i'm imagining it has to wait how can you
0: no, no, no. Which Pokemon, which Pokemon, which Pokemon, okay. what ghost type Pokemon can get tackle? That's pretty right. much the so question.
1: I'm, so I'm guessing that they have to be uh, um dual type skater. So I'm guessing it's Pumpkaboo.
0: I would
2: say if Age of Slash line gets it, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah. Pumpkaboo, Age of Slash. Uh, do we have any other guesses that we can maybe try and narrow down?
2: Um, um, well, I'm definitely positive on Age of Slash. That's one of my favorites. <clears throat> okay. Um, and then um, what other dual types do we have besides the Gengar
1: line? Because I'm positive they don't have uh, um tackle. You know what? I I I feel pretty confident in punkaboo for like no reason. So I'm I'm good with just saying
2: H slash and Punkaboo. I I don't know. I I feel like more like Phantom than Punkaboo. Um I don't think Punkaboo has it. I think Phantup has it. I think you're just getting them mixed up.
1: Really? The tree? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We'll do Phantup and
2: uh um Age slash line. Slash. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll be a final
0: answer. That is correct on both accounts. It is uh, Phantom. What's the third one? Decidui. Ah, Decidui can Decidueye get tackled. Yeah, I did not get ghosts right. told it, yeah. yeah,
2: cool. I always think of Desitui as grass because I always see him in the TCG. I don't even. I never played with him.
0: I would. Uh, I'm kind of waiting for that ghost type Desitui in the TCG. It's not going to be good. It's going to be like the dark type Greninja. But uh it it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting just to get like ghost type decidue in the TCG. That would be cool. Uh all right though. So that that's five points for you guys so far. Yeah. Alright, so you gotta get this next one, which is the base deck question as always. And I want to know about defense today, though HP is my favorite one to ask because nobody has any intuition for base HP. Um <laughs> but I want to know about ba- base defense and I want to know what normal type Pokemon has the highest base defense.
2: Well, that's a rude question.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> okay. So, um, like I, my immediate thought is something like the Snorlax line. Right,
1: yeah. Um, I don't think that, uh, my, my second thought is, uh, um, uh, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, the one that has the like ability where he's waiting for yeah, slaking, but um he could have it oh wait, wait, highest base defense for a normal type? Yeah. Um that's gotta that's gotta be uh, um is it you, one of the
2: is, is, is of it the, the well, well I was thinking Regigigas. Ooh, Regigigas is a good one.
1: Um mm-hmm. but any- I also know his main his main attack or his main Thing is his giant attack stat, so he could be wrong.
2: What about Odno, Though, no, I think Odno like is... that Mega Odno is really bulky. Um, yeah, but I think that's like
1: so. So for like Chansey and Odno and stuff like that, I think that's health. I don't think that's
2: no. I'm pretty sure Oddno's like, defense. Like, I want to. I really feel like Odno is. Uh, if I remember correctly, that, that it gets real fat. Like, as far as not, like, HP necessarily, but, like, base defense. Really? I Because, th- like, Megas also get that weird boost.
1: Yeah. Well, we still haven't used our hint. Um, I, just, there- I, f-
2: uh, I feel strongly about Odno. All right. Is is there a hint that you can give us, Stetch?
0: Uh, if I do and you get this right, you only get six points for today. If you get this right without using the hint, you get seven points.
1: Okay. Um, all right. All or nothing. I'm going with Gator.
0: You're going with uh, Audino or <coughs> Mega Audino? Uh, Mega Audino. Sure. That makes more uh, sense, Mega. obviously. Um, the That is correct. Mega Audino oh, okay. has the highest base nice. okay. defense of all normal type <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Pokemon with a base de- defense of 126.
2: You were making me question myself uh, there. I was about to be like, "All right, let's go." with that. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: I, <laughs> I, I, I've never, I've never used Audino. Like, I think I picked it up once on like my first playthrough through Gen Five and looked at its stats, and I was like, "Nope."
0: So I haven't looked at uh, TCG Cast this week or Game Corner the week before that to know um, who has what points. So I haven't added those in yet.
2: Um, Scron and. Uh... Sigma, were on the last one, right?
0: Yeah. Okay, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and I want to read you off the new standing. So right now, Basket and Gator are tied for first place with 12 yeah. points. Woo. Whimsicott is in third with seven. Shamu is pulling up fourth place tied with Sublime with five points. Scrawn and R-Sigma are tied for sixth with one point, and everybody else has yet to get on the board. So there you have it, guys. I mean it's only been like three weeks, so you guys are doing pretty pretty solid. Pretty solid what, point wise. What's,
1: what's my what's my point total? Twelve. You okay, have well, twelve.
0: Nice. Currently. Yeah. Only eighteen more to go to get that twenty dollar credit towards your Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's <laughs> so that's where we're gonna end it, guys. We're gonna take a short break and be right back at you with the topic.
2: Ciao. I'm the fluffiest Whimsycute, and I want to tell you how you can enjoy Puckle even more and make it better at the same time. First, join our Discord server. You can hang out with us on a ton of cool people, take part in our tournaments and get all our news right out of the gate. You can also interact and keep up with us on Twitter, on Facebook and on our subreddit. If you love live content, we're on Twitch at least twice a week with all sorts of streams, from viewer battles to shiny hunting to PTCGO. If you want to drop a little bit of your extra cash on us in exchange for cool stuff, We have both a Patreon and a Public store, so be sure to check this out. And finally, there's so much great Puckle content that we're now on two feeds. Make sure you are subscribed to both Puckle and Puckle Plus so you don't miss out on any of our side shows. And drop us a review while you're at it. We really appreciate your feedback. Thank you!
0: And welcome to the topic. The topic today is going to be how to get into Pokemon TCG. Because I've got both Basket and Gator here, both veterans of our Puckle TCG cast over on the Puckle Plus feed. For those of you uninformed, we have not only the main Puckle feed, but also Puckle Plus, where we do shows on Thursdays as well as Mondays. So you can get a little bit of extra Puckle goodness. It's where we typically take deeper dives into the Pokemon community and some of the things, um, one of which is Battlecast, which is coming out later this week, actually. Uh, but we also do a bi-monthly TCG cast. Twice a month, you get some TCG goodness to talk about what's going on in that meta. But I know you guys both have gotten to the TCG. Myself, I play I play on the side. I'm a, I'm a very casual TCG player in, I think, comparison to both of you. So, I mean, how about you guys just tell everybody how you got into it, and we can just jump in there.
1: I'll start. I got in right when we had the... Joltik, Pumpkaboo, uh, whole night march thing going on. And it was so cheap to get into that because they were all, uh, I think the, the biggest one was like an uncommon, you know, and everything else was common as far as the Pokemon themselves went. And, um, the trainers, uh, most of the trainers were really easily available through, um, the little packs that you get. I'm forgetting what they're called, the ones where it's like, there's a um a pokemon that's uh being like displayed on the outside of oh, the Where blister packs
0: the blister packs
1: yeah yeah so a lot of those were easily obtainable through those i think to get everything um and because i had just started it would have been a lot cheaper if i would have known ahead of time to just buy singles but i ended up getting started with a top tier deck um for like i want to say probably tops uh 60 maybe 70 dollars spread out through like a few like like a month or two right and uh, that was higher than I needed to pay obviously for the for that set but um but yeah so I got in there it was a top tier deck so I could I had a chance of winning even though I didn't really fully grasp uh, all the nuances of the TCG I had a really easy time winning against people just on the strength of the deck yes, there was a whole lot of hate for that deck because it was so easy to pilot and it was so um, uh, easy to understand and cheap, and so it was everywhere. Um, But that didn't matter to me. That was a super easy way to get in, and I had no idea when I first started that there was so much hate for it. But um, yeah, so I I got in there, and then as I learned how the TCG went and I was feeling good about playing it because I was winning... You know, and there's a lot of times there's uh, like you got to be a very rare person to be like, oh, man, I suck at this. Like,
0: that's (laughs) just going to make
1: me work so much harder. You know, like you have to be a very rare type of person to do that sort of thing. One hundred and ten percent, because otherwise I had just spent all this money and I wasn't getting any enjoyment out of it because let's face it. Like, yes, the TCG is fun, but if you're just losing all the time, you're not really having that much of a blast unless you're just messing around with the mechanics, you know? Um and uh yeah, so that's how I started. Um and then my next deck, because everybody hated nightmare so much, uh, was uh um it was Vespaquin because I loved the idea of that. And then once Nightmare got phased out, everybody put all their hate towards Vespaquin, but I didn't care because I loved that. Um and
0: uh people love to hate the cheap decks. Yeah, which is, which is absolutely
1: silly to me because they're cheap as far as like monetary, like, like monetarily wise or however you would say it. Yeah. And, um, it's the best way to get in with a cheap deck, especially one that is viable. And, uh, yeah. So I went to Vespaquin and then since then I've, I feel like I fully understand the mechanics of the game and, Yes, I still make mistakes, like dumb rookie mistakes all the time. I think everybody that's, you know, even good at the TCG will make stupid mistakes every once in a while. But, um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, I'm glad I got in when I did. And even though that's not the current climate right now, maybe, maybe Gator knows about a deck that I don't that's actually decently viable and super cheap. But um, uh, I would encourage you highly to get into it. Um,
2: and, Yeah.
0: I, I think Gator you've done the, you've done something almost similar, but not quite.
2: Uh, I got started at Pukwakan a couple of years ago. Um, we were at nationals and we got a draft together and I wanted to sit down and play with everybody. So we started that way. Um, unfortunately Shamu is a terrible teacher and, uh, <laughs> and you know, Jushiro and sublime weren't paying half attention when we were trying to play the game. You know, there were the people that played the TCG before, so I had a bad time. So I went and learned how to play it my own self and, uh, Yeah, started from there. But, you know, as uh, some of you guys may know, if you listen to the TCG cast, I'm a stage one judge. Um, There's three different stages of judge, basic stage one and stage two. Um, So I do have a little bit of experience with getting new people into the game. I would say your best bet if you want to start playing the TCG is to go and look up uh, an application on your computer and on tablets. It is called Pokemon Trading Card Game Online, PTCGO. And on there, you can go and learn the basics of the game. Um, They'll give you cards, they'll give you packs, and then you can get started learning from that way. It's completely free to play. And, you know, if you're good with trading and you're good with winning tournaments and you you start uh, getting good at the game, it can be completely free to play all the way through. If you want to be a collector as well of the physical cards, when you buy packs of cards, you get code cards in those packs that give you uh, packs in the PTCGO game. So that's another way to get cards in there as well. Um, so if somebody's interested and doesn't really want to put in a money investment and really start playing, that's what I always recommend people do first. And PTCGO mm-hmm. is actually pretty fun. You know, you can sit down with your iPad and just get a few games in. Um, they have theme deck tournaments, which theme decks are the ones that you see at the Walmarts and the GameStops and your local game stores that have a mm-hmm. pre-constructed 60-card deck. They're all about the same power level, so when you play other people with it, You know, even if you're a new person, as long as you understand how to play the game, you don't have to have better cards than other people. You don't have to spend more money than other people. You just have to be better than other people. Um, (laughs) So, like that's 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 an easy way to learn. If you're a new person, you know, as long as you can tell what the cards do and do them right, then you can compete with people that have been playing for years. Um, If you want to get into the physical card game, though, I suggest you buy single cards. Um, The best way to do that is to go on places like TCGPlayer.com or eBay. Um, there is a website called limitless TCG that you can go to and they always post the decks from the last tournaments that win. Um, and what you want to do is go find standard decks that look like fun. Um, but what I would recommend first and foremost, though, besides listening to the TCG cast to get your, uh, puckle fix on all what's happening and to write in us and ask questions is to go on YouTube. There's a lot of good content creators That's out so there. True. Um, and then, you know, if you see a deck that you like, you're like, oh man, I really want to see this, how the Zoroark Garbodor deck works. You can go on YouTube and type in Zoroark Garbodor and find channels like Team Omnipoke, um, Team Mm Fishknuckles, someone's PC will post sometimes, Pokemon Trainer Chip. Um, there's a lot of different YouTube channels and resources that you can come to the Puckle, uh, Discord channel on the TCG channel, and we will hook you up with links to everyone. Um. But you can watch these games being played with the certain deck. If you decide you like the deck, you can get the deck list, order the cards online, and boom, you're good to go. Pokemon is a lot cheaper than a lot of other TCGs, um, Magic: The Gathering being one, uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh being others. Um, you can build a standard legal Pokemon deck that can win you at tournaments right now. I think the cheapest deck you could probably build is 100 bucks, um, and that is getting all of your cards from scratch. And like 80 to 5 to 90 percent of the cards in your deck. I would say you can play in other decks as well. So if you decide that's to take your true. deck apart, all the trainers, everything else is good to move to other things. You know, your main Pokemon lines might change, but otherwise you're good to go. So yeah, that's just the the quick and dirty way of getting started. Um, if you guys ever have any questions or anything, we're always open on the TCG cast to have the messages sent in that way. Or the Discord channel is really quick and convenient. Um, everybody's super friendly there. We have official tournaments, like we do with the uh, VGC stuff. Um, we also have some unofficial tournaments. The real EV on the TCG Cast uh, channel right now is uh, putting stuff together through an unofficial tournament for everybody. Um, it's it's really fun. Uh, if you're looking for to scratch your collection itch, if you really like Pokemon, if you like board gaming, um, the TCG is a good way mm-hmm. to
0: go. I find it's also a really good way to meet other people in pokemon oh yeah if
2: you want to yeah if you really want to meet people that like pokemon it's really hard with the vgc stuff people don't show up tcg stuff though the tournaments for it are huge Mm -hmm. um there's usually a good turnout uh at your local stores um and if you really just want to dip your toe in like you've learned the basics you kind of want to get in the physical cards go to a pre-release event um you'll spend 25 or 30 bucks depends on the store um, You bring a, a pack of uh, card sleeves so you can sleeve up the deck you make and you get a pre-constructed like, mini deck and then you get to open packs and modify that mini deck and then you get to play a little three-round tournament and then you get more packs and everybody has a good time. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. You get to look at the new cards that are coming out in the new set and you get to meet some new people and it's very beginner friendly and anyone I've ever been to. If you don't know anything about playing the game, a judge will come and help you and sit down with you and it's really just about having fun.
0: Pre-releases are legitimately my favorite thing. I really like doing that. And my another thing that I think is really great that I really like is that they finally made pre-release kits publicly available because now you can actually go buy the pre-release kits. Instead of calling them pre-release kits, they call them battle and build sets, I believe. Yeah, build and, and battle sets. I think that is just a fantastic way to go. I really like that because let's say I've got eight friends with me or something like that, or seven other friends. And I go, Hey, let's all go buy these boxes and then let's sit down in my kitchen and let's just build decks and have fun tonight. Right. I know. I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but when you get older, you just want to stay home. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's, that's one of the nice things about PTCGO. You know, you can sit on your couch and your underwear and play your Pokemon yeah. games without having to go socialize, but the card game is really good for socializing. Um, You can find your local leagues on the event locator Pokemon's website. If you just type in Pokemon event locator into Google, it'll take you right there. Um, You can type in your zip code and it'll tell you, you know, what Pokemon leagues are around you and you can show up with your cards and meet people in real life. And everybody is, my experience has been really friendly, really helpful. And like, I know at my local league, the well-established players give away cards to help the newer Mm -hmm. players. Like we just want people to play with, Um, Yeah. So we'll help you build a deck. We'll help you throw stuff together, you know.
0: Yeah, I've definitely done that for younger players. If I, if they're missing, like, an essential card, I haven't played in the new set, in the new rotation yet, but back when N was still uh, relevant in, you know, standard. I mean, it was super relevant. I used to go ahead and just, if there was a kid who was playing a deck and I'm like, why don't you have any Ns? He's like, well, I only have one, da-da-da-da-da. And I'd be like, and at the end of the match, like after we played, I just like unsleeve my two ends and like hand them to him because I had like three or I had an extra like six at home and I I could afford to give him the ends.
2: Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's really, it's a really fun community. And I think it's a really, you know, positive place. And if you're a parent listening to this, it's really good for kids. Um, There's not a lot of competition on the lower levels. Uh, Pretty much if your kid shows up to a tournament and does any kind of decently at all, they're going to get some packs and prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a good opportunity to learn math and reading um, and critical thinking skills. I think that's really important for kids. Um, they're that's not true. often presented with a lot of challenges like this nowadays, where you have to have a set scenario and say, okay, you know, this every, every turn you have in a Pokemon game is like a complicated word problem. Um, mm-hmm. And being able to, uh, to master that word problem, it's like, okay, if Pokemon... I have Pokemon X, Y, and Z opponent has Pokemon, AB and C, and I have to be able to win. So what do I need to do to best advance my board state? And I'm telling you guys, this game is originally for children. As a functioning adult, you can figure out how to play this game. It's not hard, uh, but it is a lot of fun.
0: It is fun. It is. I I do like it compared to other TCGs. I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! And compared to Yu-Gi-Oh! I think Pokemon is, I I don't know. I like the rotation. It's good and bad at the same time. Good in the fact that like, it helps you if you're a newer player. You can still be relevant um, without having to go too deep, unless you decide to play Expanded. But that's another story altogether.
2: Yeah. So Uh, To clarify, so what rotation means is every year, September 1st usually, um, they will take out a set of cards, um, four or five different sets. Because you'll hear us talking about, oh, you know, The Guardians Rising set was just released or the Crimson Invasion set was just released. Pokemon will rotate out four or five of the older sets and start fresh. So you can't play the cards from the old sets, but you can play the newer cards. Um, And so they have two different formats. That's the standard rotation. Um, The standard format is what most people play. Then you have Expanded, which allows cards all the way from black and white to the current legal set. Um, So it's a lot broader of a card pool. Um, so if you're playing with older cards, like you were a collector, you know, you occasionally bought packs here and there, some of your cards you might still be able to play, but a lot of the cards you have are going to need to be standard legal.
0: Yes. Yes, You can,
2: you can determine that by the set symbol. Like you can look at the little set symbol on your card and look online and see what set symbol is this blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'd also like to say, uh, that
1: if you are. Someone who um, you know only plays Pokemon games, but you've played Magic before. It's very similar to Magic. So if you understand how to play Magic, then it's gonna take you, I don't know, just a few minutes to really like understand how to play Pokemon and just be like, oh, okay, this is exactly the same way. Like, you know, the um, the energies are like mana. You know, um, just it's 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 really similar. So if you already have an understanding of like Magic or another a uh, basic card game that plays sort of similar to that, then um, you're going to be able to just pretty much just jump right in.
2: Yeah. Hearthstone players, anybody um, yeah. should be able to find an easy time. And like I said, guys, it's for kids as their, their initial target audience. If these small four and five year old kids can master the game, it's not that complicated. You guys can hop into it. There's a lot of, it's, it's shallow to learn, but there's a lot of depth and mastery. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
0: That's for sure. Well, I guess that's, I mean, that's probably where we should end it. Um, There's not too much more to be said uh, that just go do it.
1: (laughs) I just wanted to reiterate Gator's uh, thing of, um, uh, yeah, if you're thinking about getting into it and you're just not sure, or you just want to try it out or whatever, definitely PTCGO. Um, It's going to, it's free and you're going to know right away whether you want to get into it or not. So,
0: yep, absolutely. And it's a lot of fun. So I mean, it's, just, it's on the computer.
2: On uh, Mondays, is it Mondays and Fridays that Jushiro streams? Uh,
0: Just Fridays right now.
2: Just Fridays. All right. If you want, you can hop on stream on our twitch.tv slash the Pokemon podcast and watch Jushiro streaming Pokemon stream. The Pucko podcast.
0: The Pucko podcast. Oh, yeah. The Puckle
2: podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's podcast. It's, Sorry. You messed up and made a weird orphan channel that has a different username than the rest of ours. Um,
0: yes. yes. <laughs> but you can go harass
2: Jushiro about <laughs> teaching you how to play i mean i'm sure if you know the room's quiet he would be
0: like all right let's teach you how to play pokemon you know Mm -hmm. so go harass
2: here on thursday or on fridays
0: yeah he's fridays right now i'm on wednesdays i think right now Uh, we're gonna we're we're doing work we're gonna be revamping things soon so it'll be a much clearer twitch schedule because twitch needs to needs to be taken seriously now so yeah that that's where we'll end it uh so we're gonna take a short break guys and we'll come right back at you with the pokemon of the episode episode and welcome to the pokemon of the episode national dex number 297 hariyama the arm thrust pokemon
1: it stomps on the ground to build power it can send a 10 truck or 10 ton truck flying with a straight arm punch
0: punch 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 with with this arm thrust yeah uh Har- <laughs> hariyama is nu um and understandably so if you look at its base stats but it's a uh, base 144 hp which is massive because that maxes out at like 492 if you fully invest like at level 100 492 hp that's that's nuts that's a lot base 120 attack that is also a lot uh however base 60 defense base 40 special attack base 60 special defense base 50 speed so there's all of your problems we have found yeah. every single problem to hariyama in a single uh in just four stats he just sucks um, however, he does get things like Fake Out. I think Fake Out is amazing, especially in a VGC setting where Fake Out super important. I don't think it's very important in singles, and that hence why he's in NU. But you do see him occasionally in VGC show up, though Toxicroak is hanging out there right now. And uh, once yeah. again, understandably so, because Kyogre everywhere. Um, his three abilities are... Guts, Sheer Force, and Thick Fat. All of those, I think, are good. I don't think he gets to get the most out of Sheer Force. No, I mean, However, thick, thick Fat helps with his defenses.
1: Yeah, but uh, Guts is the one that uh, um, I always run him with because you put that Flame Orb on him uh, and uh, bring up his stats, or uh, bring up his attack, and it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, that could be a lot of fun. I think Thick Fat's really good if you want to go for a bulkier set, which I think is something that you would want to try to do. Um, he get you could throw an assault vest on him, run thick fat, run close combat, knock off bullet punch, fake out because he does get a decent amount of coverage. But like you said, flame orb with guts is also really good. I mean, you could do the same thing with that, and then he gets facade on top of it, so he's scary. Of- and, the, and you that I mean, he's not a bad he's not a bad choice in a new as in terms of fighting types, especially when you have so many normal types down in that part of the tier, mm-hmm. or in that tier, I should say. Um, and it's not zu, which apparently exists now.
1: Well, for like an example of uh, um, how I, because I actually use him on my uh, VGC team. It's a mm-hmm. trick room team. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, absolutely. And one of my favorite things about him is uh, as long as there's not a uh, um, much of a defun- uh, defense investment in uh, um, a Lando T, then um, he can once he gets his guts boost, um, he can ice punch and. Oko Orlando T. So He should be able to do awesome.
0: that without a guts boost. With base 180 with base 120 attack.
1: He's awesome. And him with a Rangaroo, he just absolutely destroys things. With the uh the instructability.
0: Back in uh VGC 17, that was actually really big, was Hariyama. Mm-hmm. Hariyama saw a lot of play then. Because of that exact strategy. And Trick Room was really big. Yeah. Also, your pool of Pokemon was limited to something like 450. So, yeah. that was, well, Haruyama was good in that sense. However, now I don't think it's great for VGC. Just because you have all the legendaries running around. And you have to find things that complement them really well. It's always in the supports in the the GS Cup years. Where you have the two legendaries running around. Because you'll typically find like somewhere around four legends are typically the meta, Mm -hmm. uh, which was especially the case in um, 2016. In 2016, I think it was Groudon, Kyogre, Xerneas, and Mega Rayquaza. And that was like the four that your meta kind of revolved around. But it was really festooned really well with the support Pokemon. And I think those shined much brighter than the legendaries themselves. Like, yes, the legendaries were there, but the support Pokemon were what, at least personally... And probably for a lot of players who are into the meta more so are will also agree that yes, it is in fact the support Pokemon that they were more interested in.
1: Yeah, that yeah, the support the support Pokemon on those teams, it was a lot of fun to watch which ones they were switching out and which ones they were using and things mm-hmm. like that. It was
0: cool. Yeah, no, I I mean the biggest thing is if you look at sixteen and you look at like Wolf Glick's team, which was strayed very far away from the what people called the big six in that season. Um he he brought like Raichu with fake out and he brought uh Hitmon top and all these other pokemon. So that's mm-hmm. that's all very interesting. So if you would uh yeah, are there any other are there any other cards for him? I don't think there were ever any good Hariyama cards. No. Yeah, I mean, he had
2: uh, an original EX back in the day, but that wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> he's got one legal card right now. Um that has really bad attacks. It's over-costed. He's a stage one with 130 hit points, but there's a ton of stage basic Pokemon with 130 hit points. Um, Yeah, he's real bad.
0: (laughs) He's bad and he should feel bad. Mm -hmm. That's Hariyama in a nutshell. Oh, but... hmm. Interesting. His shiny's not too bad. He's got a solid shiny. It's different. That's all that matters. I don't
1: know. I don't like it. It's not green.
0: It's not green. He's yeah. got like purple hands. I'm okay with it. It's better than more sh- most mo shinies. Okay, you just got to give it to also, him.
1: Also, he's based off of a uh, um a sumo wrestler. Yeah, that's his whole deal.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's obvious, and, uh, though, right?
2: <laughs> if, if you're in, if you're in baskets, Pokemon Go meta, he's a he's a good attacker. If you don't have him a champ,
0: that's true. No, uh, oh, yeah,
2: he's he's not bad at all. Oh. There's some Pokemon Go Hariyama news for you guys.
0: Pokemon Say Go Hariyama. It takes 50 candies to evolve a Makuhita into a Hariyama.
2: <laughs> oh, it has the highest HP of all fighting Pokemon. Yeah, keep
0: that in mind. <laughs> keep that in mind for, for, for Yeah, for the trivia. <laughs> yeah, anybody who's going to, all the co hosts on the show, you guys got to, hopefully you're listening right now. I should do that next week.
2: Oh my god, it has got a higher catch rate than his pre-evolution. It's easier to catch a Hariyama than a Makuhita.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if there is actually a wild Hariyama anywhere.
1: I don't know. Um I think there was in uh I think there was in Victory Road in uh, um
2: in Generation 3.
0: In Generation 7, you can just catch him in Pony Plains.
2: Yeah, you can catch it on Victory Road and on Route 11 and Gen 6.
0: Wow. Okay, so like this is stupid. What's up with that catch rate, right, bro? Uh,
2: <laughs> that's, that's really crazy. Oh, you I can even catch an forest in black two and white two. So you can catch it wild in every yeah. generation.
0: Wow. Makuhi. There's been
1: yeah, there's been a couple um there's been a couple nuzlocks where I end up getting a late game Hariyama that ends up like putting in some work, so
0: it probably would. Like base one twenty attack isn't anything to laugh at. Mm-hmm. Especially in the main game, like that's a lot. Yeah. That's on par with some legendaries, <laughs> like looking at Zera Aura, which was recently released, Zera Aura's base attack is like one twelve. And Hariyama's at one twenty, so you're gonna get more damage output from a Hariyama than you are from a Zera Aura. Granted, the Zera Aura is gonna go much, much faster. Yeah. But it's like it's like base one forty three speed or something like that, which is incredibly fast compared to Hariyama. But yeah, that's the that's the game, though. Yeah, Hariyama's interesting. I, I like that we, that uh, Basket brought him up. He also gets Heavy Slam, which I think needs to be noted.
2: Yes. He does get Heavy Slam, mm-hmm.
0: and he is, I believe, one of the heavier Pokemon. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but he is, let's see, 559 pounds. It's not terrible. It's good steel-type coverage. Now, there are definitely going to be Pokemon that are, are going to be heavier than him, and it's not going to work out so well, but is decent. I also just saw that Brian is in his level up. Yeah, no, um, he
1: gets decent coverage moves. He really does. That's
0: it's in it his level up. That's what blows my mind. Um I think it's because Brian is based on just having like a bunch of salt with water. And mm-hmm. I believe smelling salts was an exclusive move to him for quite some time. Yeah. Mhm. So that makes sense. It's kind of cool. It's like, it's a little bit of trivia. Like, Hey, we gave him a move because it's based on its design. I like when that happens in Pokemon, it doesn't happen very often. Uh, but I do like it when some Pokemon get an out of an out of type move because their design says, yeah, this makes sense. We can make it happen.
1: Yeah. Good example. Uh, um, Hitmonchan.
0: Yeah. I'm a big fan of things like that. I, it, it just, yeah, I really like it. Another example, I think, would be Hitmonlee. He's all about kicking, and then they later introduced the move Blaze Kick, which isn't very good, by the way. Um, And Hitmonlee gets Blaze Kick. I'm a big fan. So I guess it's going to be it for Hariyama. If you want to learn more, check out PucklePodcast.com and come to our Discord server. We talk about this stuff all the time. So we are going to kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag. Not for the mailbag.
1: Send your emails.
0: And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 And as always, we'll give the Green Toros badge to anybody who starts a really cool discussion. So we'll go ahead with that. Our, <laughs> our question last week. Uh, As we ask a question every week was, what is your favorite part of Gen 5 and why? For those of you who are new to the show, this is the segment where we read listener emails, where they get a prompt, such as the one I suggested, and they write us in at pucklepodcast.gmail.com. You can also just write about whatever you want. If there's something you want us to discuss, write in an email. We'll totally just read it and discuss what you want us to talk about. I really like those types of emails. But we've got a few this week, so we're going to jump right on in to these questions. So our first one is going to be from uh, Ribbonfly. Ashawat is my favorite Pokemon overall. So cute and sweet. My first one is a girl. Ashawat surprisingly learns a lot of bug moves, but big moves it learns are not surprising. uh, Or the bug moves it learns are not surprising. I really like the story in Gen 5, and N was super interesting as a character. Also, always, I felt bad for Kyrem because... It wanted to feel complete because it was an unseen side effect of Reshiram and Zekrom splitting. That is not canon. Nobody really knows if that's true, but we think it probably is. <laughs> In Black 2, White 2, you learn that Team Plasma provides bread to their grunts. What? And that's like where it ends. That's just the end of the email. Rivenfly. fly. Uh, I wish right. we got a little bit more context behind that one. <laughs> Team Plasma provides bread to their grunts I mean I hope so I mean (laughs) I never really thought about the logistics of like grunts of evil Pokemon teams and how they eat and live I I assume they they also provide shelter
1: (laughs) well it's like a it's kind of like a um, like almost like a theocracy right so like they don't actually like Rocket gets paid for what they're doing (laughs) the Plasma grunts might not they might just be given like they might just be given bread as payment (laughs) like (laughs) your payment is that you get to eat today (laughs) okay
2: we've already established that pokemon is a post-scarcity world okay we've we've had discussions about this before they have health care and everything it's great
0: yeah but but maybe the theocracy withholds the bread from them (laughs) 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 to give them part of the religion is that they need they need, a, they need scarcity in their world. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that one, Ribbonfly. Um, our next one is from Celebrandas. Hey, Puckle Crew. It's been a while since my last mailbag entry. If I had to pick a favorite thing from Gen 5, it would have to be Stunfisk. Just kidding. It's actually Samurott. Up until Gen 5, my favorite water starter was Feraligatr. Then Gen 5 launched, and my friends that I played the games with at the time picked the other two starters. I wasn't happy with it at first. But Oshawott won me over after a few minutes, and then it got progressively better as it evolved. And it also lost the ability to walk on two legs. Um, now my favorite water starter and one of my favorite... Now it's one of my, my favorite water starter and one of my favorite Pokemon in general. Thanks for the awesome podcast every week. Celebrandas. I'm kind all of surprised the all the Oshawott love. love.
1: The Oshawott love.
0: Right? <laughs> I I'm, To be fair, like, I think if you pick a favorite starter from Gen 5, it is either Snivy or Oshawott. Like hands well, down. I that you Honestly, were just wrong. I
2: think Embor is pretty cool.
0: <laughs>
2: Embor probably has big. the
0: coolest cool. shiny. He probably has the coolest shiny out of them.
2: Also, you name him Bacon because he's a fire pig. Like it writes itself. Come on, <laughs> it it does
0: write itself. <laughs> it does, write itself. <laughs> it does write itself. Well, thank you for that one, Celebrant. The next one is from Ten Little Men, and I believe Basket wanted to read this one.
1: Yeah. Howdy, Thatch, and his exemplary co-hosts. Ten Little Men has returned once again to answer this week's mailbag question. I have a lot to say about Gen 5, so I'll do my best to keep this short. I guess I should start by saying that the Black and White 2 games are the best Pokemon games ever made, rivaled only by Gold and SoulSilver. Black 1 and White 1, however, are a mixed bag to me. They kind of remind me of fan games. They have so many awesome little improvements to the base mechanics of the series, such as Infinite TMs, decreased importance of HMs, changes to the uh, experience system, plus Autono, and they also have the best storyline of any main series game. However, black and white are absolute travesties of game design. You guys touched upon some poor design decisions, like the high evolution levels, but the best example of the awful game design that I could think of is the early game. You can only catch three Pokemon and a monkey before the first gym. That's not even a full party of Pokemon. Sublime also mentioned uh, Sc- Scullopede and Levani. I love these two Pokemon, but the bad early game bugs are critically important to the balance of the early game. They are there to show the importance of evolution and their weakness is to encourage players to try more Pokemon as they progress through the game. Strong bugs are cool, but fast-evolving early game mods still need to be included. Well, I'm going to cut myself off before I rant for too long. 20 ROM hacked flip-flops, 10 little men bugged out.
0: I agree with that. I agree yeah, that you are like bad Pokemon.
1: I agree uh, with nothing 10 little men says ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I think the biggest issue is the high evolution levels personally, because, um, getting something and then it not evolving until you're almost like at the, that, that's one of the reasons to me why black and white is so difficult to Nuzlocke. Um, yeah,
0: is because
1: that. you have these Pokemon, and you're going up against these ones that are um, already fully evolved, and you're at this middle stage Pokemon, and you're going to be that way until level forty five or something crazy like that, you know. And so the middle of the games where it gets like pretty intense, and you really have to like think about what you're doing, but there's also so many uh, surprises along the way um, that <clears throat> you're like, if you don't have a backup plan for that, then you're you're going down.
0: Oh yeah, no, I agree. I I definitely think that that was a huge issue. It's almost as bad as, um, I hate to say it, gold and silver in a sense mm-hmm. because gold and silver are just awful with their wild Pokemon levels in terms of being able to train. Like you needed to get up there because if you, I think Mahogany Town is a really good example of this. In Mahogany oh, Town, yeah. yeah, you're going to go and you're going to go and fight. Uh, what's his name? Oh, my gosh. Price. Price. Um, and you're going to go fight Price. I'm trying to think because it's Price and Bryce. Those are the two ice type gym leaders. One's from Gen 5, one's from Gen 2. Um, and so you're going to go do that. His Pokemon are like level 36. Right. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to him, it's very realistic that you only have Pokemon in the 20s. And yeah, if you want to go, oh, well, I'll just go to the route just north of town. That seems like a real realistic place to go train. Right and you go up there and then you run into a pokemon and it's level 18 and it's like oh yeah. well maybe i just got a low level and no you didn't you you hit the max it's 18 and it takes you forever like that game is a grind gen 2 is a yeah, awful really is. grind and i think they fixed the grind to an extent in gen 5 However, they they also added in high evolution levels because they're just like, well we want to make the game long and we want to make people earn these evolutions, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but at the same time, I if everything would have evolved by like level 42 outside of maybe high dragon and stuff like that, I would be okay with it. I don't think that would take anything away from the game. Like, I you can catch uh, in other Pokemon games, you can catch other Pokemon at high levels. Like, Ponyard is an example that Sublime and I used last week. Or was it Sublime on last week? Yes. And we would talk about um, how Ponyard you get him such late game that he ends up being, it, you'll, he'll be up by Sharp in no time if you lower his evolution level. And it's just like, yeah, that's not a problem, though. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. Like, if I caught a level 30 Grimer, I wouldn't be upset that at level 37 it became a muck. Um. Yeah, and that—that's the big thing. Uh, I think that they kind of forgot what's black and white. But yeah, uh, regardless, we'll move on to uh, this last email from Uncle Oshawott
2: There's just Oshawott all over this mailbag. Oh my
0: god. Well, um, <laughs> I hope he doesn't say his favorite Pokemon's Oshawott If he does, it's gonna. I hope he. I hope it's something like counterintuitive. Like I, my favorite, my favorite <laughs> Gen Five starter is Snivy. Um. (laughs)
2: Uh, all right so pokemon is like a man child it started to mature at some point in its evolution slightly and then fell right back in a childlike state while obviously an exaggeration pokemon has had its ups and downs for who it's attempted to appeal to gen 5 i think is that turning point again it's not like black and white were a huge advancement for the series but it was moving us in a promising direction instead of appealing to eight-year-olds gen 5 was appealing to Big boys, 10 to 15 years old. Whoa. On top of being for kids who didn't need mom to walk them to school, another positive of Gen 5 is that it was just kind of weird. When a Pokemon design could be re- be redefined, we yet still fit. Sure, there could be an ice cream Pokemon. Why not? How about some <clears throat> wrestler dudes? Okay, Gen 7 is the closest we've returned to the weirdness of Unova, but it still feels like it's playing in the st- play-it-safe bubble. And then there's the obvious amazing story. Come on, Game Freak. This is how you make an interesting Pokemon game. The regular formula of gym badge collection and battling out with criminal organization is great and all, but you know you've stepped up your game when a medieval cult unburrows its underground castle from uh, to attack the Elite Four. Again, Gen 7 started to hit that sort of unique story with Ultra Beast, but the only problem there is that I've played two versions of the game and still don't know what the heck an Ultra Beast is. Awareness is good, but keep it on a level yeah. I can casually understand. So, yeah, the point I'm trying to make here is that Gen 5 has a unique identity due to the many conventions it altered from previous games. And I hope Nutmon is a good sign that Gen 8 will do the same, crossing my fingers at Galashawatt. <laughs> <laughs> Nutmon.
0: No, I, I honestly think Gen 8, I'm hoping for something that's very close to Gen 5. in terms of, Not in terms of, hey, let's soft reboot and make everything awful like that. But in terms of, hey, we don't feel like we have to play it safe anymore because we have the Let's Go franchise. And Let's Go Mm -hmm. can kind of fill that void for we don't want we want to make sure that Pokemon's approachable to everybody. And there's your approachable for a younger audience. And so I'm kind of hoping that when we get the announcement of like, oh, here's the characters from for Gen 8, you know, Pokemon Zero and One. They're much more mature, something like 14, 15 years old. I would like to see that. If they did that, we are already on a good sign, and I'm feeling like everything's doing well. I hope they don't try to – like, I I think Gen 5 was done really well. They built a really good world. They built something very interesting, and it still left open a lot of headcanon to be filled, like with Kyurem and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. I do feel like Gen 7 kind of screwed up. In a way, because Ultra Beast were never really explained very well, other than, yeah, there's like this dimension kind of space, outer space thing that's going on. And <clears throat> it's never really explained what's going on with that. And I really hope that we don't have to deal with something like that, or at least give us a cool story about Ultra Beast. They had a really good way to do it. I was really hoping that Ultra Beasts were going to turn into some kind of boss fights that just never happened. Yeah. And I think that would have been really a really cool direction for the Pokemon franchise to go into. But uh, we'll see. Maybe Gen 8, you never know. They might just be like, yeah, here's this boss Pokemon now. Beat it up, and then you can have a chance to catch it later. Yeah. I think that would be interesting. I, uh,
2: I mean, Pokemon's not afraid to leave unresolved storylines, like the whole weird Zygarde thing. Oh, like, yeah. For Gen no, no, six.
0: no, no, no. no uh, Zygarde, was, the Zygarde was a very weird case for Pokemon as well. I think that was partially due to them really wanting to launch a new game during the twentieth anniversary mm-hmm. and not having enough time to build a proper like Z version because there was a really large gap between the announcement uh between the release of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire to the announcement of Sun and Moon, yeah. It was the longest lack of an announcement between Pokemon games that ever existed. So I wonder if it was something they were kind of playing with, like, yeah, we'll do Z version and then we'll do Sun and Moon. But then I feel like somebody was just like, Well, we have to release a game during the twentieth anniversary and if you look at their timeline, if they would have released a third game back to back in twenty fifteen, they would have skipped twenty sixteen <clears> and you wouldn't have gotten your awesome twentieth anniversary uh Sun and Moon game. Yeah. So I, I think there was some kind of issue there, but it looks like we might actually be turning Pokemon into an annual series depending on how let's go does. I'd be very curious to see how that goes. So uh, we'll, we'll see though. I think that's it for this week's mailbag. If you want to email us next week, you can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. And I want to know what your experiences with the TCG are, uh, whether they're good, they're bad. Did you play? Are you interested in playing? literally anything about the TCG, just send it in puckle podcast at com. I want to know your thoughts. Uh, and I guess green Taurus badge. I don't know who doesn't have it. Um, probably celebrandas and probably uh-huh. ribbon fly.
1: You know, I'm wondering if, uh, um, all the, uh, or
0: uncle Oshawa. I don't think I ever gave it to uncle Oshawa.
1: I'm not saying this is like a hundred percent, but I'm wondering if most of the, uh, um, Oshawa love is coming from, uh, Pokemon hard mode that comic Mm. that that guy did. Yeah. Because holy crap, when he, when he gets Oshawa, it's one of the funniest things because, uh, it's basically he goes kind of meta. And so he's like outside, he's just about starting to start up, uh, his Nuzlocke for gen five. And, um, he's like sitting on the couch with his girlfriend that he's drawn him and his girlfriend and his girlfriend's like, why don't you? Uh, uh, he's like, who? Who the heck would pick this uh, like pig nosed c- uh, seal looking thing? And his girlfriend's like, maybe you should do it because it'd be funny.
0: And then he's like,
1: <laughs> and then he like he like looks at it and he's like, and then it's like starter chosen. And then it just goes on from there. Um, so I'm wondering if uh, how many people have read that that have written in and said uh, that that was their favorite.
0: I don't know. Like that's pretty deep into that comic though. Uh- <laughs>
2: it is. It is.
0: But uh green Taurus badge. You um we should give it to you.
2: I don't think anybody has earned it this week.
0: Good enough for me. I can agree with that. Try again next week. Like I said, Puckle Podcast and Gmail.com and of course if you want to put more puckolicious stuff in your life and to your ear holes, you can follow us on our <laughs> socials at Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. All of those are on PucklePodcast.com or just search Puckle Podcast and all of those and you'll find us. If you want to listen to things like the TCG cast or the battle cast that's coming out this week You should check out our other feed, Puckle Plus. Uh, It's an orange background thing. You'll find it on whatever podcast app you're looking at. Also, if you haven't already, join our Discord. It's a great place to come and hang out with us. Uh, The link is in the show notes, as always. So we really hope you guys are there. (laughs) And, of course, if you want to, we would really appreciate it. If you came out and saw us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast, I'm on on Wednesdays. You is on on Fridays. We'll probably be shaking up the schedule here in the near future. But if you haven't already, definitely check us out on Twitch. We it's a good time, and it's a great way to just support the show and hang out. Uh, if you want to support it monetarily, you could go to Twitch and you could use your Twitch Prime subscription. It's a free two dollars for the show. We really appreciate it. It lets us build better things. Um, if you want to support the show in other ways, you can go to our T Public store, buy a T shirt, or buy a onesie for your child to indoctrinate them into Puckle. It's the greatest place to do that. <laughs> It's so weird to me that they sell child onesies. It's really, it's really weird to me, <laughs> but you can get it. It's fine. The Driflim daycare onesie has to be my favorite thing that could ever exist. Um, yeah. And then okay, uh, you, if, but as <laughs>
2: long as they're not selling adult onesies, I'm refusing to purchase.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, if you want to support the show more directly, you can go head over to Patreon at patreoncom slash podcast, where we do a lot of things. We do a live show. We do. Uh, Pokemon giveaways. We do uh, TCG custom TCG cards, and uh, more. Re- most recently, we started doing uh, a Puckle PTU podcast release over there. So, if you haven't listened to it yet, and you want to do it, you can head over and do that just for a dollar, and it's a good time. So, help us out. Uh, if not, that's fine. Just keep listening to the show. That's what we really like. Uh, we really appreciate everybody who listens to the show every week, and I I hope to hear I hope you hear my voice next week too. So. Until next time, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Gator.
2: And I'm Basket.
0: And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. As always, we would like to thank our patrons who helped make this show possible. So we'd like to thank Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, Ilaria, Dr. Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Jimmy, Ryan, John, Marcus, Claude Nine, The Beauty and the Geek, John, R Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Jester, and The Golden Klefki. Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Jesse Shambles. Birdkeeper Cobra, Daniel, Trey B, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Jedi, DJ, Ozzy or not Ozzy, the British Gent, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shera, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Joseph, Hazelnut, Michael, Thomas, Michael, Curtis, Echo, Anime Gravy, Travis, Inferno, Alex, and The Real EV. Thank you for your support, guys. We really appreciate it. And we hope you guys keep supporting us. We have some awesome, cool stuff coming along the way. So please look out for that. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hold up. What was that?